Hey there, film clubbers. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Fangirl Film Club. And for exclusive content, early access to episodes, and all kinds of other goodies, you can support us on Patreon. Recorded live in front of a feline audience. Coming to you from coast to coast, it's the Fangirl Film Club. The Fangirl Film Club is a podcast created by adults and featuring adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fangirl Film Club, the movie podcast where we go deep down the resume of all your fangirl faves. And let me tell you, we have seen some shit. We sure have. Hi, everybody. I'm one of your co-hosts, Emily J. I'm joined coast to coast, as always, with the beautiful and wonderful... It's your other half. It's Mia. It's my other half. Hey, girl. Hey. 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 How are you? Oh, I'm so much better now that we've spent 40 minutes talking shit before we start the podcast. Talking so much shit. We covered, guys, you don't even know. We covered so much shit in these 40 minutes. We had a lot to catch Mm -hmm. up on. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. We had to stir some shit, too. We didn't just talk about our own. We had to make some more, which was great. Yep. (laughs) Tossed a Molotov cocktail in fandom and then... Turn tail. <laughs> Clicked right on Closed out of there. Tumblr. Close that shit down. Um, that's what we do on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. That's how we spend our time. Anyway, welcome back to the Fangirl Film Club. And this week was Mia's choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did we watch, Mia? And why did we watch it? Though you and I are a great duo, we watched Solo this week for (laughs) one Lando Calrissian, one Donald Glover. Yes, we did. And in that regard, I do not regret a moment of it. No. Not one bit. (laughs) Not one cape. Not one cape. Not one smirk. Not a second Mm -hmm. he was on screen do I regret watching this movie. He was excellent. The rest of it, though... (laughs) Look, it's not it's not great. It's a fine movie. It's fine. The thing is, it's, I'm feeling I'm feeling um what's the word I'm looking for? Contrarian because the world mm. hated this movie so much mm-hmm. that I just kind of want to be like, guys, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't that good, but it wasn't that bad. And those are very <laughs> different things. Yes. Um, but like everybody, like there, I mean, there's some, no, I didn't, I didn't do reviews this week. I did trivia, Yeah, but I did like reviews. the, yeah. the, and, and I mean, granted there are like the reviews, which I'm sure are fine, but then there was the star Wars fan reaction, mm-hmm. which was not fine. <laughs> the star Wars fandom has not been fine in a very long time. <laughs> We're not certain, actually, that we've ever seen proof that they've been fine, um, but they were very upset about this movie. And so to spite them, I'm I'm I tried to watch it with kind eyes because <laughs> I was like, I, I know that none of these people deserve the backlash that they received from this being in this movie. That's what I know for mm-hmm. sure. <clears throat> but before we talk about what happened why don't you pitch this? I will. And I love that in the 40 minutes we've been talking, this cat has not tried to get in once. Oh my God. She's like, (laughs) attention. This is not my cat. I'm in a different location today. Fearlessness. Is it possible (laughs) that you need to do something else? (laughs) Miserable that I'm not paying her all the attention. But Emily, 
This yes. true Frankenstein of a movie has everything. <laughs> it has a special effects budget that could probably feed the state of Alabama for a year. <laughs> it has the fight for droid rights that is literally never once explored on screen in the cinematic Star Wars universes. <laughs> it also has cool little hand blades that the Vision uses to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> Hand blades alone, I think, gets you the budget that this that this puppy has. So much money, <laughs> so much money for these hand blades, and vision. But would you like to? Would you like to hear what all of your money? And we'll talk about exactly how much in a minute. Uh, what all of the money that you <laughs> you got from that little elevator pitch? Uh, please earned you. Please do. Please tell all me. All right. Okay. Now I. I wrote this out because I thought I could, and I've, I timed myself twice and I've never, Mm. I've never gotten it under 60 seconds. So it's just not going to happen. Um, okay. So, all right. Han and Kira live on an orphan prison planet and they get separated trying to escape. Then three years later, Han has a last name, a new best friend named Chewbacca and has been kicked out of the military. Han and Chewie hook up with Woody Harrelson's crew of found family criminals and go to steal a bunch of space fuel, but the job goes bad and some mass bad guys intervene and half of Woody's crew gets killed. So then Woody, Han, and Chewie go to Jarvis's yacht where Han finds Akira has been working. They avoid being killed by Jarvis because they offer to steal an even riskier form of the space fuel that they lost. So Kira takes them to see Lando Calrissian and he and Han play a very gay game of cards trying to win the Millennium Falcon from Lando. Lando cheats to win, but offers to be their pilot anyway. The plan to steal the space fuel turns into a huge space fight when Lando loses, where Lando loses his beloved droid L3 something. And then Chewie Mm -hmm. and Han narrowly escape an even bigger space battle, and they get the fuel refined for Jarvis. The original math bad guys show up, but it turns out they're actually the good guys, and there's a big double, triple cross that ends with Woody stealing a few and fuel and kidnapping Chewie and Kira shooting and killing Jarvis. So then Kira's like, Han, go rescue Chewie. I'm going to be a supervillain and keep the yacht smart and go see Darth Maul. And then Han catches up with Woody, kills him, and rescues Chewie. They return the space fuel to the good guys. They go find Lando again. They play another gay game of cards, and Han wins the Millennium Falcon fair and square. And then he and Chewie zoom off into the sunset. Roll credits. Boom. Boom. <clears throat> 72 seconds. But See? that's, yep, that's what you missed on it. Glee. <laughs> no, that was a great retelling. Um... Yeah, I just love how they fuck up the Millennium Falcon so badly. It's like this clean, pristine, perfect ship when Lando they has it. And it's do. beautiful. It has they turn it into a junky van. <laughs> they do. There's like chip bags on the floor and like old cassettes that mm-hmm. don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you mentioned droid rights though. Uh huh. And somebody, I was talking about having to do this episode again. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> Our last recording got fucked up, so this is the second time imploded. we're doing this. It imploded. Um, so we're this is the second time we're doing this. And uh, but so somebody I was talking about this and they were like, Oh yeah, I said something about the droid rights. I was like, she was my favorite part. Was this like, mm-hmm. you know, go go free yourselves. Go <laughs> we, will not be, yeah. we will not be subjugated anymore. Droid mm-hmm. rights robot. And I was like, but they never ever explore that in any of the movies ever again and she's like actually that was a specific choice because if you watch the whole arc and i will never do this um (laughs) if you watch the whole arc apparently Mm -hmm. in the prequels there's like a shift 
of how droids are perceived and treated. So in the prequels, all the droids are just droids and they're just like just soulless robots. (laughs) Nobody cares about them, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then put them into a war and that's those are the what they're that's what they're there for. So then Mm -hmm. in the original three, so the middle three, the uh, there's like a split of like some people like Luke treat the droids like people and like care for mm-hmm. them. And then others like Han still like, that's just a droid, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then by the, th- the, the sequels, the trequels, yeah. I don't know what sequels, yeah. the, the ones that just came out. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have BB eight who is a pet and a baby mm-hmm. and everybody treats like a dog baby. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So apparently in this arc, it made sense for there to be at least one droid who was like, we will not be subjugated mm-hmm. um, in the early solo days, which I don't know that I agree with, but whatever. Nobody asked me. Um, yeah. and, and so it does make sense, but I it's it's an absolute retconning. <laughs> And I don't think it was an intentional choice for them to be like, and now Mm -hmm. we need to introduce kinder treatments of the droids because this is the way it has naturally progressed. Nothing about the way Star Wars is produced has led me to believe that there was a master plan. (laughs) Droid rights ever. Droid rights ever appeared on any storyboard ever. Um, But so that's that's a little something that I learned in our weeks off. The only thing that I could speak to with that is the idea of the segregation of droids um, during the original trilogy You're in the first to. movie, In a New Hope. Yeah, In a New Hope, they go into the cantina and it's like Luke and older Obi-Wan, old Ben Kenobi, and that's where they're meeting, Le- uh, not Lando, they're meeting Han for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the bartender says, we don't serve their kind in here. And he's talking about the droids and the droids oh. cannot. There's some discrimination going on. I I can't imagine being like. <clears throat> that was probably not at all meant to lead to droid rights ever. <laughs> we don't serve that. In the lexicon. Like, yeah. Of course you don't serve it. It's a fucking trash can with like. A I'm brain. sorry. We don't serve oil here. <laughs> what are they going to order that you don't you can't bury yourself to give them like they're just going to hang out. <laughs> yeah. They don't eat. They're not rowdy. They're just no. They're just little guys. I don't know, but yes, no. I I agree that <laughs> we could watch it with a more critical view <laughs> and try and pick mm-hmm. up all the, <laughs> the 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 arc of droid rights in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like I'd rather peel my skin off. So, <laughs> um. All right, let's talk good stuff first. Mm. Lando, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um Donald, Donald Glover, Glover so charming. So just perfect. There were I mean okay, it's also again I said like I said I watched this with tried to watch this with kind eyes because it's mm-hmm. it's got to be so daunting and intimidating to try mm-hmm. and play the younger version of such a well-known character. Yes. Like Half the reason everybody hated this was because Alden, Aaron, Alden Aaron Reich, Aaron Reich, I think, um, mm-hmm. he, because he wasn't a young Harrison Ford. No. And it's like, yeah, well, le- literally, but that was never going to happen. So, yeah, you can't. Only you young can't. Harrison Ford is young Harrison Ford. <laughs> 
And he wasn't even young Harrison. He wasn't even young Solo. He was middle-aged Solo because he was like yeah. 42 when he made that movie. Um, yeah. Carpenter but- <laughs> Solo. Deadbeat Dad Solo. Deadbeat Dad Solo. Um, but, you know, he was just pretty. Mm-hmm. I love Harrison Ford, but he's not that great of an actor. He's just really attractive and and had the yeah. perfect you know, rugged swagger for mm. he's got about three notes in his Yes. In his and filmography. They are, and they're Han Solo, Indiana Jones, and the occasional time he tries to be serious. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um but so everybody was shitty about that. But then like, okay, so that's hard and you can't judge Alden Alden Reich on not being Harrison Ford. However, I would say that more passionately if Donald Glover <laughs> did not completely embody the heart and soul and spirit of Lando Calrissian yes, in every second <clears throat> that he performed. It felt like he had been raised with Billy D. Williams that yes. he just, he knew. <laughs> he knew how to physically walk around and be Willie D- Billy D. Williams. He knew how to talk like him. He knew how to pause the same way. The the little head tilts and the mm-hmm. smirking. I mean, there were so many times that I was watching his scenes and I genuinely forgot that they did not go in a time machine and mm-hmm. get a young Billy D. Williams and bring him <laughs> to the future to play this role because it was so perfect. Yeah. And I don't know. In all of the hate that this movie gets, I feel like Donald Glover does not get enough credit for the unbelievable yeah. job that he did in this film. <laughs> yeah. It was perfect. <sighs> it was so likable. He had all those capes. He had so many capes. So and many he wore capes. them all so well. <laughs> he wore them yes. all. So- it is hard to wear a cape. It's hard to make it work. And he, yeah. like so a lot of times the cape wears you and that is not the case yeah. with this Lando. He was just. Anytime mm. I have a cape, it just starts to rotate around <laughs> yes, slowly it until it's just it's- a bib. <laughs> Very large bib and that was never the case he had that no. cape on lock he was mm-hmm. he was wearing that cape to its fullest extent um it was amazing it was it was he was so fun to watch um unfortunately han and eldon <laughs> felt like they were just trying too hard which unfortunately it was in this movie <laughs> Unfortunately, the rest of this movie happened around Donald Glover's phenomenal <laughs> performance and really brought yes. the vibe down, I think. Because I, I don't know. I think it was like, it felt like the stakes weren't very high. Because this movie changed hands like four times. And I know after last time I said I would research this better to be more prepared <laughs> to talk about it today. <laughs> Guess how much research I did? This None. Same amount as before. The big goose. <laughs> But if I remember correctly, during development, it was kind of passed around a la Blade with Mahershala Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, the development hell that that's going through now. And different writers, different directors just wanted to take this movie in a bunch of different directions. And it shows. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. So um, I know I normally say at the beginning the writers and directors but so it's the Kasdans who wrote it and it's Mm -hmm. Ron Howard who directed it so like this is a dream team with a huge budget yeah Yeah. and it shouldn't have felt so disjointed but for some Mm -hmm. reason like all of the times that it passed 
it changed hands. It feels like they just kind of kept what the other person wanted to do yeah. and then just spun that. <laughs> so it was like a copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah. And it's like, by the time it got to Ron Howard, it should have just been like, you know what? You're Ron Howard. You, you treat it however yeah. you want, whatever your treatment is, that's what we'll do. And it just felt very messy. You know, the development on this movie was really arrested by how many times <laughs> it had changed hands. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Did good. you enjoy that show at all? I never watched it. Was that? Okay. <laughs> I've all never right. watched it. And it's not, it's nobody's fault in that show. I just, it's it's one that never. Yeah. Captured your attention. It, That's fine. It, it was like, it was never even on. Like it wasn't like mm. a bunch, you know, people watched it and I was like, oh, what's that? It was just like completely yeah, missed me there. entirely. Entirely. I will um, say Will Arnett is spectacular in that show. I fucking love Will Arnett in that show. <laughs> um, I did have some trivia about uh about Ron Howard being the final director, though. Um, I guess he Ooh, had yes. been uh he had been approached for one of the I want to say it was one of the prequels. Hmm. And he was like, eh, I don't want to. I'm <laughs> he basically said, I'm intimidated by the fact that it's a Star Wars movie and I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, it's a Star uh, War and George Star Lucas War. wants to put all these CGI things in it. And yeah, it's a Star War. I don't wanna I don't wanna disappoint George. I'm I don't feel ready to do this. And um apparently just kicked himself for like 25 years. Mm. And when the chance to do this came up he was like I don't know it's a Star War I don't want to disappoint George Lucas that's a little intimidating and his wife was mm -hmm. like Ron I am not listening to you bitch and moan about not having done a Star Wars movie for another 20 years you will accept yeah. this job and you will do your best and he was like okay <laughs> good for the Howard family <laughs> so Mrs. Ron Howard had a few things to say to her husband about <laughs> attitude he's been carrying around for the last two decades about the fucking Star Wars. Oh, I feel man. like it's also not dissimilar to how we kind of view fan fiction of like, okay, I see the direction that this is going mm -hmm. and like if you guys are going to continue to fuck this up, then there's no <laughs> way that I could fuck it up worse. Right. So right. why not me? Why shouldn't I? If not me, who will fuck this up? Then who? You. <laughs> And yeah. if not now, when? Why shouldn't I have it? It's my precious, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't I fuck this up? Um, but yeah, so the thing is, like, there's no reason it had to be fucked up. Because yes. Rogue One was a Star War. Yeah, and it was, was a perfect, an excellent movie. It was a perfect sci-fi film. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, I, you're going to have to hear the story again because we didn't catch, capture it on. <laughs> you tried telling it twice. I tried telling it twice. And it, I'm going to see what happens. If it doesn't work again, if your thing mm -hmm. cuts out, uh, then I will cut it. And I will say, like, listen, nobody gets to hear the story. It's but, the curse of the Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One will always have a special place in my heart because when I watched it, I didn't have the slightest idea what was going on. And I was like, wow, this is really a, turning into quite a bummer. Like, what... <laughs> are they going to get out of this? Like, how, and, and why did they rebuild the Death Star? Like, I thought they just, they just blew that up and what's going on? Didn't realize where it happened in the, you know, mm -hmm. in the timeline. Nobody explained mm -hmm. it to me because mm -hmm. Jer has just given up trying to <laughs> keep me 
informed because I don't remember this shit. And so I, I, <laughs> I love that we're a podcast about pop culture exclusively. Uh-huh. And it's I'm like, like, I, I don't will watch not Star be Wars. bothered to <laughs> not keep be bothered. up with pop culture whatsoever. I, I will not be bothered to find out when a movie I'm going to see takes place in a nine film arc. No, no need. I'm sure. I'm sure it's, <laughs> I'm sure it's now right after the new one just came out um, yeah. that I didn't see. And so we're watching it and I'm like, gosh, this is really like, this is getting dark. This is getting down to the wire though. Like they got to do something. And then of course <laughs> it ends the way that it ends <laughs> with the planet being destroyed. Spoiler alert. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, gosh. <laughs> and then of course they like <laughs> upload it and whatever. And then they have the thing of mm-hmm. Princess Leia being like, they gave us mm-hmm. hope and blah, blah, blah. I was like, Darth oh. Vader in the dark hallway. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. This is when this is. Okay. Uh-huh. So. That's who I am as a person. And I told this story on my other podcast, I Ship It, and somebody clipped that recording and used it to describe to their husband the phrase, (laughs) pure of heart, dumb of ass. He was like, I don't know what that means. And she's like, let me play you a story. (laughs) So she played that description and he's like, I get it now. So that's I'm why always I always one for education. So you've <laughs> supplemented somebody's education and I appreciate so it. I will always love Rogue One more than any of the other, any of the other Star Wars. Um, Cause it's the best. But anyway, this was supposed to start a new trilogy. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. It was going to be like kind of prequely like different character profiles or. It was going to be um, about. The, what is her name? The the teenage girl who was the n- bad guy, not bad guy. Mm. Oh, uh, Enfys Nest. Yes, Enfys Nest. It was actually going to be about her from Falcon and the Winter Soldier and yes. the Green Knight. Uh huh. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. She. It was supposed to be about them and her, mm-hmm. and he Han was supposed to like kind of fade into the it, he was like supposed to be like her jumping off point so the okay. solo storyline was just going to kind of fade off and we we're going to follow mm-hmm. them which is why it ends with him giving her the fuel mm-hmm. and being like go get him tiger she's like okay yeah. and then we don't ever see what happens with her and obviously it would have been turned into the fight between them and crimson dawn yeah i think so because yeah. you know kira the crime then organization off. and yeah yeah Kira then went off to go Darth Mauled, dark go sit stuff up. I don't yeah, know. whatever they do there, <laughs> their <laughs> bad face paint. Um, so she went to go get her face painted, and it was should have been like her leading that crime syndicate, and then Carly Morgenthau mm-hmm. leading the good guys, and then that being a fight. But because the fanboys were so <laughs> shitty, we mm-hmm. don't get to see that story because they were like, "Oh, everybody hated this." Wrong. Just the you know what we already it. had one woman lead picture in Star Wars. <laughs> we already had Rogue One. We just so we don't need it. What is what is this a second? And then they decided to do story? that shit with Ray. Yeah, <sighs> we decided to make Ray a character. Jesus, Jesus, you women are never satisfied. You have two entire <laughs> movies. What else do you want? Christ. Um, so yeah, so that's what happened. The fanboys got mad and the studios were like, okay, I guess you're right. 
caving to the patriarchy. Uh, <laughs> every actor of color done dirty, including, yep. but not limited to, Tandiwe Newton in this movie. Made up Oscar. She was done so dirty. Yes, she was. Because she was she so was. good. I know. <laughs> like, I thing. actually cared about her, unlike John Favreau's stupid character. There was like, no I, point for him. He wasn't interesting. I love he John Favreau. He was just Favreau. John Favreau I in really a little cartoon. Do. Yeah. I really love John Favreau, but at almost, I want to say 90% of the time he shows up in a movie, I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> so shitty of me. It's so shitty. He's such a great director that when he goes back to acting, I'm like, enough, John. <laughs> go back Stay behind in your the lane. camera. Stay yep. in your lane. <laughs> you already merged. You can't go back. To take mm-hmm. this exit now. <laughs> Get really upset with him. Um, it was funny, though. Speaking of speaking of a moment that we can't get back from our last recording, uh, when I saw Giancarlo Esposito at a <laughs> Comic-Con recently, um, he was telling some little kid for the Q&A asked a question about him being on The Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. he was talking about the the story building and all this other stuff. And that like he was in a scene he was he was you know on set and whatever filming a scene and then John Favreau and somebody one of the writers came over and they just started kind of talking near him mm-hmm. and they were like John what do you think if like like wouldn't it be cool if like Mock Gideon was like coming out of the forest and then like but you're still standing here but then you look and like yourself is coming out of the forest and they start like building all of this like crazy lore around him and other stuff mm-hmm. and he goes and i was just standing there i was like this wasn't in the script is this how you guys write this show <laughs> and they were like mm, yeah kind of <laughs> like, day of spitballing is, is there no plan <laughs> it was like i just felt like i was watching two eight-year-olds with their star wars figurines like wouldn't it be cool if we did this and then they have millions of dollars to yes do that i'm never showing donnie this episode because that will enrage him <laughs> Further with how the Star Wars universe has happened in the last 10 years. Uh, Yeah, I just love this. How you guys write this show? I mean, I guess coming from like Breaking Bad, which every second was ridiculously planned planned out years in advance. Um, Yeah, the entire series was pre-written before they were even greenlit for the first episode like it was i'm sure it's a shock to turn up on a mandalorian filming pod a multi-gajillion dollar franchise Uh yes and realize that you're just working for a bunch of eight-year-olds with toys yeah you're not selling moff gideon action figures (laughs) no you're selling the baby yoders the the baby yoders (laughs) Anyway, no baby odors in this. Also, from some trivia, real quick. Mm. This mm-hmm. is the first Star War, I believe the only Star War, where the word Jedi does not appear in the script at all. Yes. And nobody says it because they don't know what they are. Yeah, they don't matter in this universe. Which I liked. I get tired yeah. of the Jedi. They're not everything has to be about the Skywalkers. Luke. Drama yeah. queens is what they are. It's just like, ah, oh, Jesus, these fuckers. <laughs> the Jedi code. <laughs> the code. Mm, in our robes. Anyway. Did you know um, that there's only one Jedi on the Jedi Council who is legally sanctioned to fuck? 
<laughs> who is it? You know the guy who has the big banana-shaped head, Kiati Mundi. That's He's got, like, it. Little braids. He's the only That's one, the dude. The cone head. Yeah, he is legally sanctioned to bone because his species is dying, and so wow, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's specious of me. I'm not going to make a joke. Um, <laughs> good, good for him. I'm glad. I'm glad they. <laughs> I'm glad they lifted their very strict regulations and allowed the conehead man to repopulate his species. <laughs> Thank God. I love that you know that. By the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of Star Wars snippets tucked away. Yeah, yeah. And say because you're—I mean, you're like a Star Wars fan in law, right? Because I mean, I grew up with Star Wars. It's something that's always been important to me. I did kind of spend like a couple thousand dollars to put Star Wars on my body. Um, <laughs> but are but you like? Do you put yourself on the same so level as your out. husband? Um, he's more extended universe. Okay. He's more dedicated. Yeah. And extended universe when they were doing the comics, like there's a lot of great stuff in there yeah. that Disney chose to ignore. And I am not happy with Disney about the direction mm-hmm. that they've taken star Wars. Um, I think we both love it just in very different ways. I think he's more disillusioned with it than I am. Okay. I'm just tired. I'm just like, there yeah. are 5 billion things coming out all the time. How do you expect me to keep up with them? And then people are like, oh, well, you're a Star Wars fan, right? What do you think about Andor and Kenobi and all of these projects? I'm like, I have seen none of them. It's too much. Not caught up. No. It's too much, too so, fast. It's got, yeah. it's got Marvel, Marvelification written all over it. Mm-hmm. We don't like it. Mm-hmm. We don't like I haven't it. seen half the new Marvel properties. I haven't seen half the new Star Wars properties. I'm Same. Just- I don't have <laughs> the hours don't exist the amount of time mm-hmm. i have to be not looking at my computer or phone to e- experience these things i just can't commit to it i just have to be staring at a screen that is smaller than the screen in front of me so that's all yeah that's what i need and i and despite popular opinion we do sometimes need to go outside and like <laughs> occasionally i have to go get breathe the air i have yeah. to breathe fresh air i have things outside of my home that require my attention um <laughs> i can't just clockwork orange myself <laughs> and just non-stop play disney properties into mm-hmm. my brain to catch mm-hmm. up because because then i get ca- caught up and then it's like now i just know what people are angry about and i don't need that yeah yeah i like not knowing if that rogue one story didn't illuminate that <laughs> i'm a big fan of not knowing stuff yeah um it i should had be fine to not know stuff it should it be should okay be. it should be okay maybe not if you have a movie podcast but... <laughs> i mean of all the things to not know i think there yeah there are some things that i'm fine to not know about yeah no that's fine and i also think because sometimes i explain what my brain is like um Mm -hmm. about you know i have these podcasts where i talk about fan fiction and fandom and movies and everything Mm -hmm. else and people look at me like but when do you live a real life and i'm like yeah i know it seems like (laughs) i couldn't possibly hold the space in my brain but you should see the amount of shit that i don't know when i go to Mm -hmm. a comic-con i don't have the slightest idea who these people are walking past me i'm like "Mm." yeah i had to pick somebody out of a crowd i'm like I got nothing. I know nothing about comics. So what I don't know could fill a lot more books than what I do. 
And I think that's mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm, depends. Depends I think on that's who. acceptable. <laughs> depends on who I'm talking to, I guess. Um, I think it's acceptable to go to sleep sometimes and not so- pay attention to everything that's <laughs> to happening. E- to everything that comes out on Disney+. Plus. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for that permission. I needed that. <laughs> um, anytime. I, anytime. I did not have a maid of Oscar last time, but I do. I in in <laughs> upon hindsight, reevaluation. Upon reevaluation, um, I do think I need to dis, uh, present one for uh, most fanfic likely spawned by a single scene, mm. which is the goes to the Han and Chewie shower scene. Oh yes, which I'm sure. I'm not going to I haven't look. checked AO3. I'm but not going to look. I will not. But I know it's there in my heart of hearts. I know it's there. Um, based on that scene, there's I probably... Hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Mia, we've seen enough fanfic. Yeah. We did an episode about Toy Story, and we had to, we had to sort quite a bit to get something mm-hmm. that wasn't awful. <laughs> Something that I would allow my eyeballs to accept. <laughs> we would accept. allow our eyeballs to accept. Star Wars has been around for so long. I know yes. there are Han X Chewy fix out there. Yeah. Probably by the bushel full. Um, yeah. So good good job on that scene, giving the fandom what they wanted. So that's yes. my Oscar. <sighs> you know, there are so many people who still ship Luke and Leia. <laughs> like I'm in denial. I won't. <laughs> I won't. Nope. They're I both Skywalker do. because they got married. That's what it is. And I, That's... I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I was, uh, well, actually I don't know. As I say, it's... with it, with a universe that's so extended, are there, are there multiverses in the star Wars world where they might not be siblings? I don't think so. Actually, right. I don't, that's fine. I think star Wars doesn't really fuck with multiverse. Which is weird because yeah. of all the things you know, you'd expect to fuck with multiverse. There's got to be a, they're blowing space up all the time. Like they're just constantly. They go in, they go generations into the future at one yeah. point of the comics that I've read. So they could totally rip a hole in the space time continuum and go find somewhere where Luke and Leia are <laughs> siblings for those yeah. people on the internet who want to write them as such. Um, but I mean, <laughs> There was uh, there was supernatural fanfic before supernatural slash fanfic before they introduced the other guy. So Castiel, yep, mm-hmm. he did invite a lot more, but there was already plenty of Wincest yep. out there. So I know, I know, I know it's there. This is the this is the level of uninformed <laughs> that I am about everything. That I'm like that other guy on supernatural. You know that other guy. I. <laughs> Did you like my text yesterday, by the way? <laughs> We're talking about that fucking train movie. <laughs> yes, we You know the one. <laughs> we we forgot the name of the movie we're watching for our next Patreon thing and we just referred to it as that fucking train movie. So <laughs> patrons, look forward to that. Um, <laughs> um all right. Uh wanna talk about budget or best worst lines? Um, let's, let's go budget. Let's see what that money paid for. All right. Um, all right. How much, how much do you think this, this puppy cost? I am going to guess. And again, fair warning. I know nothing about money. 
Um, I'm going to guess 233 million. You are lowballing. <laughs> oh, Christ. It was 275 million. Okay. Um, so you weren't too bad. You weren't too far off, but yeah, 275 mil. For this, mm-hmm. I'm certain 98% of it went into CGI. And mm-hmm. then at the box office, now domestically, it made 213 700000 So they did lose some dollars. But mm-hmm. worldwide, it made almost $400 million, So they got it back. Okay. It's almost, <sighs> almost double. You want to go double. You want to go double because you got to take into consideration the marketing promotion, budget, but yeah. the promotion. So all of that shit, but considering the hype mm. that they kind of put into making this, what it was, I think they really anticipated it was going to be like a gigantic, huge blockbuster. And mm-hmm. it just wasn't, was not it just was not mm-hmm. alas. Um, but I do have some trivia other than the, the star Wars thing. Um, okay. the, <laughs> I have some Star Wars trivia that's not the Star Wars thing. I meant to say the Jedi thing. Um, ah, okay. And also why Ron Howard almost didn't direct this movie. Um, mm. But uh, Christian Bale, Jack Kelly, love of oh. my life, uh, was originally <laughs> supposed to play Beckett, which is the Woody Harrelson character, whose name I never mentioned okay. in my recap. <laughs> and I don't know how I would have felt about that. You could hold a gun to my head and ask me how that movie would have turned out, and I would not have an answer for you. I don't know that it would have made a difference. I mean, Woody Harrelson's such a cowboy. Yeah. Like, and that's really what that, which is ironic. Cowboy, Jack Cowboy Kelly. (laughs) Which is ironic, (laughs) given that my favorite role of his is when he is Jack Cowboy Kelly. But he Um, is not... Christian Bale is not a cowboy by any Christian Bale is not a cowboy. No, no, no stretch. Even when he was in 310 to Yuma and he literally played a cowboy, he was not <laughs> a cowboy. Um, and I feel like Woody Harrelson is a cowboy and Beckett kind of needed to be that like outlaw cowboy yeah, type. Cavalier. So I, yeah. I, I just, I also have a lot of fun watching Woody Harrelson and mm-hmm not that i don't like christian bale i really do I he's love, not as fun he's not the I funkle love his yeah i love is. his movies but i don't ever really think i think to myself like i'm having so much fun watching him act like mm-hmm. i'm usually just caught up in yeah. what performance he's actually giving mm-hmm. but so i yeah so apart I'm, from I the w movie i didn't watch that one that was my i put my foot <laughs> down on that i was like i refuse i will not I think we talked about this last time where I was uh-huh. like, I I have been trying to get around to it purely for Sam Rockwell, but I know mm. Dick Cheney's Dick, if you're out there. Burning through heart transplants. Eat a whole entire ass. <laughs> like, like the fucking supervillain that you are. Just burning through hearts one at a time. They keep putting them in his body and he keeps burning through them because he's got acid running through his veins. Um, yeah, eat an entire ass, Dick Cheney. You, you really fucked up our country. So, mm-hmm. Christian Bell, we love you, and I'm sure you did an amazing job playing him, but yeah. I will not be supporting that effort. <laughs> <laughs> 
necessary. Um, last little bit of trivia that I had was that the casting of this movie was one of the longest processes in recent Hollywood history. Mm. The biggest deal that they made about it um, since the search for Christian Grey. Mm. And I don't think they <laughs> did a great job then. And honestly, I'm not sure they did a great job now. <laughs> Sometimes you have to go with your gut instinct. Sometimes you got to see what's there and just go for it. S- snap decisions. I don't think I don't think the the drawing out of the casting process did anybody any favors in either of no. these scenarios. No. So sorry, Alden. I have loved him in other things. I just felt yeah. like he was trying too hard in this. He's not my Han Solo. I- He's nobody's. He couldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not it's not his fault. No. But um you're an actor. You're trying to act. You're also trying to live up to Harrison Ford and who had nothing but sweet things to say, which is nice. Yes. You know, he like refused to go to the premieres because he didn't want to steal the spotlight and like yeah. just, you know, he's so nice. Can we contrast that for a second hilariously sure. against yes. um uh, Han Harrison Ford <laughs> talking about what he would like to happen um, with Indiana Jones. Please. <laughs> where the idea was floated and Chris Pratt, Chris, yeah. the crisp rat himself the was like, I rat. would love to play a young Indiana Jones. <laughs> and Harrison Ford was like, I want the character to die with me. <laughs> Like no one will play young Indiana Jones. When I that's a, he's, yes, he is famously quoted as saying, "When I die, he dies." <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I do wonder. It's very intense feelings about a famous character that you play when you don't like being famous. I. I do wonder if it had been somebody else. Like just some plucky young actor that they were like, hey, we're thinking about doing like a really early Indiana Jones. If you'd be like, yeah, that's great. That's cute. Whatever. Ruffles his hair. But mm-hmm. he just hates Chris Pratt so much that he's I like, hope no, so. fuck you, Chris Pratt. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're not getting your grubby Schwarzenegger hands all over my IP. You were already Mario and <laughs> the least <laughs> Mario sounding voice. You already ruined Mario. You don't get to fuck up Indiana Jones, too, okay? You just don't. Although, I mean, if we're talking about deadbeat dads, he did abandon his wife and son yeah. to marry a Schwarzenegger. So, yeah, there's that. But I do love that. I love that he was, like, so sweet and complimentary. I'm like, Alden did an amazing job. He was so great. He was mm-hmm. so believable. I loved his whole performance. You know, and then... <laughs> Hey, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt wants to be Indiana Jones. Fuck him and the horse. Over my dead body, truly. <laughs> Literally over oh. my dead body. <laughs> I choose to believe it's a personality thing. <laughs> I think he just doesn't <laughs> like Chris Pratt. <laughs> I hope not. I hope, yeah. <clears throat> um. <laughs> uh, yep. But uh, did you have best worst lines? Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So some of them felt writing related. Some of them were very much delivery related. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I punched your face by Woody Harrelson was just kind of silly. Uh huh. Yeah. It's cute. (laughs) It's like sorry, I scratched your car. You know. Sorry, Sorry, I punched punched your face. face. It was a very Woody line. Yes. 
Um, the others I think were just delivery and I don't even mm-hmm. think they're worth rehashing, but the one, okay. <laughs> the one that, um, when Han is, I think he's racing a speeder and mm-hmm. he is explaining his process as a driver. Um, he says a little something I picked up from my pal needles, best street racer in all of Corellia till he crashed and died doing this. <laughs> that was silly. It's like this. This made the cut. This is this is the one we're going with. This, this is, is the, the take. take. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have two. Uh, one is they're both just silly, and the second well, the second mm-hmm. one is just delivery because I loved uh, I loved L three. Is it L three three seven? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So the first one, though, is you've never had a deeper sleep than curled up in a Wookiee's lap, which I think really nicely That's, goes with the yep. fanfic, Some fanfic shower scene. Yeah. yeah. So for the for the fic writers out there, I was like, "That's for you guys." And then <laughs> uh, the other one is when she's liberating all of the dro- the droids on the <laughs> refining planet, and she's like, "Go, I don't know, free your brothers and sisters or something. Just give me some space." <laughs> and it's so cute. She sends a little little droid off, and he's like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, and <laughs> he does like, go liberate help. his brothers and sisters. Yeah, and they all charge out. It's crazy. It's fun. Um, so yeah, I thought that was I thought that was adorable. But it was very cute. Yes. Oh, reviews. Oh, reviews. Okay, I had something that I was gonna add to that but it doesn't matter all right what percentage do you think how do you think the critics treated this on the old rotten tomato i feel like the critics were nicer than the fans is that correct probably i didn't look at the fan score because i didn't want to be sad okay (laughs) um all right i think the critics were nicer than the fans i want to say 56 percent Ooh, you are lowballing. It's one of the best Ooh. numbers in the universe, Emily. 69? 69. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. So this got a 69. This got a, a firm D plus, according to the critics. Okay. All right. Uh, Nathan Matisse from Ars Technica says, the general lack of stakes makes it seem like Lucasfilm made Solo to serve two typically opposite forces. Diehards who want confirmation of every detail within an expanded universe and Disney executives that like boatloads of money. <laughs> yeah, I you know what? I agree with that, though, with the stakes yeah. thing, because yep. I felt like I didn't like I, I was like, well, I know he's fine. It's everybody yeah. else that I care about. Is Han also makes fine. it out. Yeah. Han makes it out. Lando makes Chewie it out. Makes we're it good. Out. Chewie, we're yeah. good. Everybody else is not likable enough to, for me to be concerned. So yeah, I'm with them. Yeah. I'm with them on that. Yeah. Um, Fletcher Powell from KMUW Wichita Public Radio uh, calls in and says, maybe it's fine to have what's basically a disposable installment of Star Wars, which I agree with. Not everything has to be amazing and i you know what yes i i also i also agree to quote one of my favorite comedians maria bamford um Mm -hmm. why does everything have to be so good (laughs) why can't she what she says is i adore a two-star experience and i think more people need to get on that level (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, everybody's trying to reinvent the wheel. I think hot take. Hot take. I think <laughs> incoming. Hot take. You, you've heard it a million times um, from me. You personally, Emily, have heard this a million times from me. Yeah. <laughs> I think Avengers Endgame ruined movies. Ooh. Movies. I haven't said it like that before, but you I'm haven't. saying it now. You haven't. That yeah. is a that is a hot that is a scorching hot take because I believe it it ruined the Avengers and Marvel films. I think it's much starting to general. ruin movies. It's starting yeah. to ruin movies. Everything has to be bigger and better than it was before. <laughs> everything has to do something completely new and different and mm-hmm. enormous and exciting. And I don't think we need to do that. I don't, I don't think that's think the way things need to we be. Do either? I completely agree. I, I think, don't think people... we need to keep secrets from actors. I don't think we need to keep secrets from actors. <sighs> yeah, I don't. Th- well, we definitely. I know we don't need to do that shit. Um, I don't think we need to CGI every last possible thing. I think we need to go back to mm-hmm. like hiring prop people and mm-hmm. makeup artists make things practically and costumers who actually like study for decades of their yeah. lives to be able to do this shit and then oh to be told like actually we just want to farm it out to slave labor cgi artists mm-hmm. that's what we want and um mm-hmm. let's blindfold our actors yeah turn them around 50 times yeah. shove them onto a completely empty green screen and being like yep. okay say Here your those- lines Say those 12 lines of dialogue that are completely separate and disjointed. Mm-hmm. Figure out who maybe you're talking to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I no think context. That is, no yeah. context. Some of them didn't even know what movie they were on. Uh-huh. I mean, well, I, mean I think I, Gwyneth Paltrow's just like that. I think that's just, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I think that's just who she is. I mean, the fact that Sebastian Stan claims he's introduced himself to her four times is... <laughs> is really saying more about Gwyneth than the filmmaking process. Um, But no, I was actually talking about Brie Larson, who uh, didn't know even that she was in a Marvel movie when she was filming it. (laughs) They like brought her in an unmarked car (laughs) with a bag Uh over her head to the studio, put her in hair and makeup, didn't let her see herself shoved her onto a green screen and was like hey you need to say these three lines yeah and she you're talking did to somebody yeah, yeah and she did and she was like who am i talking to they're like don't worry about it just say them <laughs> and like and i think yeah. it was when she said it was because it was the end of infinity war no no she wasn't kidding. in infinity war yeah she was in infinity war Much. um it was the end of uh it was the end of captain marvel it was the the mm the bumper scene where okay. she's supposed to show up and then be like, where's fury. Mm. And it wasn't until she said, where's fury that she was like, Oh, am oh. I being Carol right now? Is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Great. Don't even tell actors who they are. Don't even tell them. What Don't character they're tell playing. them anything. Yeah. yeah. No, this, this every, every big, IP, I guess, is is definitely yeah. suffering from endgame syndrome. And I think yeah. we're all just burned out on it. Yeah. Like sorry, not sorry, it wasn't even that good of a movie. Oh no. Endgame? No, it wasn't. It was a bad movie. There. There yeah. we said it. <laughs> <laughs> there. 
Oh no! Oh no! It was a bad movie that cost a billion dollars. Uh huh. And ruined the filmmaking, the film going experience for so many of us. Um, yep. All right, but to do you have any more reviews before I oh, wrap us up? My last one. Okay. <laughs> my last one. Um, uh-huh. Speaking, we were talking about fitness earlier. Mm-hmm. I know, surprising coming from a couple of podcasters who. <laughs> have never once indicated that we're interested in fitness whatsoever. Um, Matt, I think his last name is pronounced Chipola. Matt Chipola from Film Monthly says, the feature just jogs awkwardly on a treadmill for two hours and 15 minutes. It's only breathing moments reserved for readjusting its socks. I mean... Which is definitely what you do on a treadmill when you're jogging on it for two hours. Considering that's how I exercise, I I would think I would like it more since apparently there's a kinship between the pace of that and the pace of me on a treadmill. Um, But yeah, no, I... I'm with you. It was... It did. It felt... It felt off. The stakes felt... It just... Like Mm -hmm. you said earlier, it just felt disjointed. Like... Yeah. It's fine. Like a Rubik's Cube that wasn't solved. Yeah. Could have clicked it a few more times. (laughs) Made it right. We tried. We tried. Six different people went (laughs) and put it back on the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Never to be solved. I've done my due diligence. (laughs) Never to be solved. Um, All right. Well, the, the question that we like to end on, and I think I know the answer, of course. Do you forgive Donald Glover for Solo? Donald Glover needs no forgiveness. Exactly. He, he doesn't my even thoughts. have to ask. Yeah. My thoughts, exactly. He is completely absolved. He was a yeah. joy to watch. Thank you, Donald, <laughs> for your service in, in Solo. Oh, man. His Sorry, back I must just... hurt from carrying <laughs> every scene he's in. Somebody somebody rub that man's beautiful shoulders. He deserves yeah. it. Um, sorry, I just remembered that like 20 minutes ago, you called out Dick Cheney as if he is a... <laughs> An avid listener. An avid listener. I mean, if he's listening, he he should be on Patreon. He can afford it. Right? Right? Put some of that filthy blood money you extorted from the Middle East into our podcast, Dick. Come on. Dick, Um, if you go on the highest level of our Patreon, we will remake Vice. And you can pick which one of us plays you. You can pick which one of us plays Sam. I mean, Plays W. Which one of us plays Sam Rockwell playing George W? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dick. I think I think you'd love it. I think I think you could just you know open your sixth heart to the idea uh, that you know. That I like that you say sixth heart as if he's a cow <laughs> with multiple stomachs. He's, we have no indication that he's actually a human or a mammal, and therefore he may have lots of hearts. But I know that he's had at least four. transplants does he use them no (laughs) not for a damn thing no he just he just gathers them he just he just holds on to them maybe snacks on them if they're of an innocent child um hoards them like a dragon (laughs) i hope somebody listens to this episode and stops listening to us be like they were funny until they got political Yes, because we have so indicated how welcoming we are to Republicans on this podcast. It's true. It's true. But anyway, um, all right. So by the time this episode comes out, we will be into the end of November. 
So we want to do a Christmas movie for the next two so we can be yes. timely and topical. Yeah. Um, so it is my pick. I've added a couple of things after last night, having some wine, just okay. FYI. Okay. <laughs> having some wine and watching Evil Dead Rise, which is not a bad movie, by the way. Not a bad movie. Not going on this list. No. Um, <clears throat> I am going to say, yes, I know. Um, we are going to watch The Family Stone Ooh. Uh, for Rachel McAdams. Okay. Um, so that is a, it is a Christmas film that I do not find insufferable. Uh <laughs> That, like so many on our list, I watched once, and I want to say 2007 when it came out, and never mm-hmm. again. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if it holds up. I don't recall anybody else in my life liking it, so I feel like <laughs> it's probably safe to safe bet to put on the uh, on the old list here. But yeah, that's what we're doing next time. Perfect. Next time. Next time on the Fangirl Film Club. The Family Stone, starring Rachel McAdams, Diane Keaton, uh, I think, I want to say my 80s boyfriend, Craig T. Nelson. I want to say he's the dad. Craig T. Nelson makes a good dad. He makes a great dad. Is it Poltergeist that got you? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That I realized. Lifting weights and. (laughs) That I I realized that I had officially become old enough to be like, I think he can kind of get it. Um, so yeah, Craig T. Nelson, I want to, I don't quote me on that. We might find out next week that it's not him at all, but he is now. Nothing to do with Craig T. Nelson. Yes. (laughs) Diane Keaton is in this. Uh, I want to say Luke Wilson is also Sarah Michelle. No, not Sarah Michelle Geller. Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm, Three named Sarahs. Three named Sarahs. Bunch of people. Uh, bunch of stars. I, I don't know that we're going to have a great time. Coming together for a bad movie. (laughs) It's what we love. It's what we love. Great stars yes. come together for a bad movie. And that's what we're going to find here on the Fan Girl well, I'm excited for Christmas in August. <laughs> yes. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then that's all I have to say. Mia, would you like to close us out? Thank everybody for listening. Thank you all for listening. Um, okay. Before we go, just quick shout out to the I hate you, I know scene. <laughs> because I forgot yes. about that until now. But it was so romantic. <laughs> That's why, baby. Ba-dum-bum. Thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs>